Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side yes. <laughs> we have managed to live through five days of Halloween. Oh, it's three days. And it's well, when did you it, start your Halloween? I honestly, technically, I started Halloween in August. Hmm. In my own days. my own body, but now this is the day nine of Halloween, and I do love it. But now my body is like, I'm ready. I am becoming a pumpkin, but a Thanksgiving pumpkin. Ooh, did you have a Reese's Pieces? Did you have a Reese's uh, peanut butter cup? Did you have anything Reese's related? What? What are you All talking right. about? Are you we- just, are you, are you a cloud of, of just man? Are you a cloud? <laughs> are you I'm a, a pe- person? I'm a chocolate peanut buttery blustery mix right now, folks. What was your favorite part of spending Halloween together? Reese's Pieces, and also the party that we went to, the second party had Papa John's, and I haven't had Papa in a while, so that was in my tummy there. Do you and think, just so the, the best the company, part the of company. your entire night mm-hmm. was the old Papa John's yes, that and you the found Pieces. at the party that we had at night? That's it. None of yes. the people that we met. None of no. the fun that we had. We met you Barbara Crampton. That we was did. An, she's an icon, and I'm going to say this right now, Henry. You scared her less. Then you scared your other female icon, which is the gal from the X-Files, Jillian Anderson. Anderson. Yes, I did scare her less. But the thing was, is that by the time I met Barbara Crampton, I had eaten a bunch of mushrooms Mm. and I was in them, the clown outfit. And by the time I was trying to speak to Barbara Crampton, I realized I was becoming the evil clown that I was in front of her. You know what I mean? There was no charm left. There was no. Oh, that was the beginning of the night. That was peak charm. It wasn't. Obviously well, you not. did a great job. This, the pictures were indeed horrifying. Yeah, the costume was good. But was then good. I felt like once I was in there, like that now I realized like, oh, now I'm now I'm tripping balls. Like now I'm here. And then I saw her and I just want to mm-hmm. be like, Barbara, big fan. Big That's all fan. I saw in my head. I'm big fan, Barbara. And I didn't want to scare the hell out of her. No. Because I'm also course. frightening in, in appearance. But then you figured of any of the women in the world that would be used to people in frightening costume, it would be her, right? Absolutely. Again, she didn't seem scared of you. She touched you. Horror icon. Indeed, I wasn't dressed quite as scary as you are uh, and were, but I was indeed Share Bear, one of the fantastic Care Bears. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. Ben hanging out with Henry. What a weekend it has been. You were the Share Bear? I believe it was Share Bear. That's the one with the heart on it. I'm pretty certain I'm getting a, I'm getting a positive nod from Fernando. He does not lie. So, yes, Share I was Bear, sure. I thought Share Bear is the only Care Bear that got DP'd. Well, you never know what's going to happen. And again, isn't sharing caring, do you think especially that they have, with family and friends? Do you think they fuck? How are more Care Bears made? Are they made well, by just God? Are those God's poops? No, no. Care Bears do have natural sex. I believe that they can have vaginal sex. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not been mutilated by these women who run the Westminster Dog Show. So I think Mm. they can just have natural sex and they don't have to be bred. There's a whole, I'm sure there's a lot of Care Bear lore out there. If you really want to Google Care Bear sex, I'm I'm looking it up. Find a lot of stuff. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm putting incognito mode on. I'm putting incognito mode before I do this, before I. Right. It's, a, it's a myth, by the way. It, it if is. the FBI wants to get in, they'll I'm hiding get in. it for myself. 
Okay, well, that's good. Care Bear anyway. sex. All right, like the Care Bear in the Urban Dictionary is a sexual act where the following occurs. The guy sits on the toilet naked. His girl straddles on top and face towards him while naked. The guy put his dick inside the girl. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess it's supposed to what be. What does that have to do with caring or the being guy a bear? Sh- I don't know. It's, a guy shits while having sex with a woman on the toilet. That's called doing the Care Bear? That's called the Care Bear, according to the everything? internet. Why does childhood have to be ruined with every with every click of a key from oh, the and, internet? And Why? also the imagery. I just clicked onto the image. Tabs. Yeah, were you wondering what that would look like? It's were not you good. surprised? I don't like it. I also feel like because I always thought that the Care Bears were like Jesus in nature. No, were they like they, are they not Christian? No, they had a whole series of magical powers. My parents didn't even like the Care Bears. It was too mysterious and mystical, <laughs> much like why they don't allow Harry Potter to be in the house still, even though my older brother, younger brother rather, is thirty years old, and they still reject the powers of Harry Potter. I mean, even he, though they probably agree with a lot of what their uh, what the uh, creator says. But anyway, uh, speaking of bathrooms, I had this uh, epiphany yesterday. Oh, great. I was at I was at one of my bars there, and I was watching the. Uh, Green Bay Packers, oh, squeak out a loss to the Buffalo Bills. Well, they and, lost again. Yeah, they lost. They always lose. Isn't that funny? They, 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 they used to be, though. About, but Kissel, didn't they used to be really good? They were good. And then there's something about ayahuasca. And I, I'm all, open your mind. Open your mind. This but, is my main football grudge, is that he needs to get back to playing football. The Aaron, was Aaron Small? Aaron Rodgers. They Aaron Rodgers needs to get back to fucking get your head in the game. Get your think head about in the game. balls. Think about running plays. Don't sit and think about, I don't need you to hear your little, your opinions from your pretty little head. I okay? don't need to hear it. And quite frankly, sometimes if you're in the midst of a football season, close the third eye. We don't care. Does it affect? No does it affect you getting this ten yard play to, in order to have a first down right now? No, it does not. If he won every game, I'd hang on his every word. But sure. he's no law. He's not winning, so no, his opinions don't matter. It is like I swear to God, not any dissing on anyone. But I, once you start going on Rogan and you're an athlete, next thing you know, oh, what's yeah, the difference yeah, between a touchdown or an interception? Just, Either way, oh, someone's catching no. the ball. And isn't it about a communal, like, oh. are we doing this together? And it's like, no, we're not. No, we're not. I Football. have an aggressive alcohol need, and it makes me happier when I'm drinking to see you win. Yes, but guess what, man? He wants to lose because now he knows because in his head, he's like, well, if I lose, eventually I could stop playing football and I can Ugh. go do a bunch of other dumb shit, whatever the hell else he wants to do in his stupid love. He's going to end up selling cars. Well, he can do whatever. Actually, that does happen quite often. And there's big money in little cars. Anyway, what I was thinking about this, I'm in the bathroom, right? And right. I, I look down into the toilet. There's someone else's pee in there. And you know mm-hmm. what? Uh, and I realized this is the most egotistical thing that everybody does. What, let before, them let it mellow? No. It's because before you pee, you flush the toilet because you don't want to pee on somebody else's pee. And I think that that's rude and I think it's wrong. And I think it's something we all need to work on. I think it's something sure, you do. I'll just piss on the piss that's there. If there's a big turd in there. I leave. I are going to leave. If there's but piss in there, I will piss on the piss. If mm-hmm. there is poop in there. I find a different stall. I, can I don't see you handle flushing. No, I don't handle your shit. Right. I, that's not for me. That's some other cuck who but comes in there that, that feels the need to flush for them for somebody else. I don't flush for anybody else. But isn't that something we all do when we see the oh, there's someone else's pee in the toilet? Yeah, I don't want to pee on that person's pee. Isn't that egotistical? So what? don't we have to work on that? What are you talking? So this is what you came in with today. This was my epiphany. This was your it's material. An epiphany. But again, sure, an epiphany, but I feel I'm the opposite. But isn't that you bizarre? Just brought that up, you just brought that up as if that was a general axiom. Oh, I think and you, know, you don't know. Email you us actually, at stories LPO Telly. Uh, you know the email at this point, folks. Email us. Let us know. Do you flush it if it's someone else's pee? Because again, most people do, including the most this is your, global conscious. I, gals honestly, this out is there. your paranoia talking because no, you think, so. think in your head, how dare someone not piss on somebody else's piss? When I'm certain, because you just talked to one, you just asked one person, and I just said, "I'm just yeah, on a sample size." Yeah, no. it's I'm as close to you as anybody could ever possibly be. You're an unknowable yeah. sphinx. Yes. And I am a good person. I am of the people, right? I'm the common man. Well, you're you're flipping the roles. But I, I do think you are. We are common in so many ways. But I do think that was interesting when the way I was thinking about that the other night. Uh, uh, you, also, yes, what I was of course doing, you did. You think it's interesting. But I, I don't know if it's an axiom. I don't think anybody thinks like that. I think everybody pisses on the piss. 
We just don't know, do we? Also, I was doing, ooh, I love a good tequila. Okay, mm. well, let's talk. Do you want to do this one? What are you talking about? What are you fucking talking We're getting worse at radio. Yes, we are. No, I listened to Kevin and Sluggo on the way over. We're still doing just fine. Kevin and Sluggo covered a story that we covered, and I always like it when traditional radio covers a story that we covered. It was the looking good, the looking good ghost from the house from Gainesville. But we covered it better. They were they were too mean, I thought, Sluggo. Come on. Anyway, speaking of ladies. First of all, the Lady of the Dunes, Massachusetts, oldest unidentified murder victim has been named. Uh, they found her through, I, I actually am not quite certain how they ended up finding her. This is Ruth right. Marie Terry. She was 37. She was from Tennessee. She was found dead. We now know one mile east of the Race Point Ranger Station on July 26, Ranger Station. 1974. My now, question here is, do you stop aging after death or yes. is she in fact 87? No, I, she's 37. She, when you're dead, that's when your clock stops. So you're 37 forever. You're 37 forever, but to everybody, but you're dead. Okay. So that's as, as far as you made it. Um. So she, they said it was blunt force trauma. This was, mm. Now, this is an old unidentified, unidentified case. They've been th- talking about this for a long time. I believe that this was also connected vaguely to Henry Lee Lucas for a oh. hot second. Oh. There was a couple of people. There's a couple of people tied to this, but that I don't think ended uh, uh, playing out. Uh, they, they did end up finding this was through quote unquote investigative genealogy. This is another one oh. of those that they found the DNA through various uh, family members that had entered their DNA into things like 23andMe to, uh, and eventually it led to this person where they 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 got a ping on her DNA. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some videos 23andMe. And I have to say, what a DNA test that would be. So anyway, mm. uh, she is now known, and I guess that's good for the family. It took a long time. Um, so there you go. So anyway, I'm not really sure exactly where to go with it. There's not. It's not a happy ending. No, now I you mean, know her name. Now it's, it's almost actually worse. Well, there's closure. I think closure does help people. I have heard the term closure. Uh, I, I guess people like I don't understand it in relationships because eventually, just like just leave. Who gives a fucking shit? Get the hell out of here. Like, right. do, why are you? Why are you still talking to me? But when it comes to an actual like, like the family wants to know that they have their person. Because that, that, I feel like that's a thing that, like, you know, Caitlin Dowdy talks a little bit about this. Like, yeah, your friend is dead. And now, the, obviously, your your family member is dead. And it's sad, right, because your per, the person's gone. But you still have the meat. And there's something about having the meat still for a lot of people that makes them feel a lot of, feel peace. Because, like, that's still hmm. your friend, right? That's still your family member. They can't play checkers anymore. There's but, always I mean, something you a little don't know bit- what they're doing on the other side. Slightly macabre about the entire thing, and obviously we dabble in the world of macabre. Reminds me of serial killers. Sometimes they'll take a trophy, like that one killer we talked about uh, that stole the fingers. Yes. I believe that was uh, Fred, Fred West. Fred, Fred West. <laughs> one of the most yeah, disgusting. disgusting couples of all time. But if you are alone out there, they found each other. They found so you each other. Can find love. Take those. How many times have we said this on the show? Take those expectations. Dial them down to a zero. Maybe you'd be dial really, them down. you'd be really surprised. Or who sucks dial- your dick. Or dial them up to 600 because I was just watching three back-to-back episodes of uh, my 600-pound life. All of them in relationships. Fantastic. All but you got to do it, is be there. You just got to sometimes just be alive. Absolutely. But isn't it interesting? It's almost like a less, it's like a trophy in a way where people, they'll carry a vial of blood from a deceased relative or oh, lover. Yes. And I find that to be a little strange. I really do. Well, but I also I, understand. But it's it's adjacent to a serial killer collecting toes. I think that it's the it, you know, we have ignored that process of life. And we yes. think that, that it's very scary. And we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to deal with it because it's going to come for us all. The Grim Reaper. He and his scythe comes for each one of us. And, I you know, know. It's, but I think it scares people and they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to think about it. They, they kind of like this idea that like, oh, Grampy's in heaven with Beethoven and shit. But honestly, no. <laughs> Beethoven's not in heaven, bro. The, the, Grampy's over there. He's got a fucking bench over him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all a, those stories that Grandpa didn't tell you about the war is why he's also not in heaven. He's down in hell. Vietnam sends men to hell. It's scary. But anyway. Um, you know who's not going her. to hell? This is a, Yeah, they found her. She's done. It's good. Congrats. Good work. Good work, 23, 87 I guess. years fun. You know well, mean, that but- is also the 23 and me thing. You know, I mean, I'm just so, if you're, if you're the Golden State killer, 
You really do have to be kind of upset with the relative that did oh, the yeah. 23 in me. Also, I mean, I kind of love the idea, but there's a series of horrible crimes that have very unsolved, and there's a 90-year-old right now shaking in his boots. That's like, what I oh, like. they're going to find out I killed 85 people in 72. I think that's I important. I really think that, that if one thing, yeah, it's an invasion of privacy, blah, 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 but if it can serve one piece of good, it's that there are people out there that have committed crimes that have not been caught, and that every day they get to relive in fear. And that's the most you can do, is make these 90-year-olds afraid for the rest of their lives. I mean, they already are. Oh, yeah, but then make them extra afraid. Make them afraid of going to jail. I think more great, more nanas and papus need to be afraid of getting fucking hardcore busted. Oh my goodness! Um, well, it might be nice to have a nice a little a decorator there in the jails. Home. Speaking of hardcore Sweet busted, home. this is really sad though because I think that this person didn't. I don't like. It's like how is this a crime? Let's put okay. this in that category. So the North Somerset Gimp, this sightings. There has been okay. somebody who's been arrested. In the process. Now, we've covered this over the last couple of years. It seems to be there is a guy that walks around. What is this? The North Somerset Park, part of um, this is in the UK, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they uh, they finally got somebody. So they arrested okay. a dude that they, I believe, let me see if they actually named him. I don't know if they actually named him. That'd be kind of like even well, upset if they didn't know it was just a man in his 30s that's what the bbc does well i mean in the at least that's like one of those things they do well in the uk is that they don't name their criminals until they've got them right that they well, try also, not to they try uh because uh, you are technically innocent until proven guilty yes and of course the perp walk and the idea of guilt is very easy to instill in people's minds and that is why it flips our entire legal system on its head so many yes. times but in, just when it comes to a, to gimp right just to sort of clarify what that means uh, this man was covered in mud he was wearing blue latex gloves and he was in a head to toe dark bodysuit now i'm kind of with you henry he was a public nuisance i guess he's been doing this for 3 years but unless i'm wrong i think he just stands there and freaks this people is- out this is the thing. So I don't even know. This is the thing, too. Well, they don't even know if this is the gimp. Oh, right? you think there might be multiples? There was a guy. So the gimp suit, he, the original guy, was seen in a full leather. And it's like a $350 gimp suit. Because I looked into one. Right? I'll I tell you one them. thing. That's why fetishes, you, it, it really does depend on how what's your economic oh, yeah. status. Oh, because yeah. sometimes, you, I mean, you can do any organic fetish you want. That's sure. free stuff. I'm yeah, making yeah, it you right buy, now. You can steal a bunch of strawberries from the grocery store and shove them up your ass. And that's free. No problem. Absolutely. You'd be Chris yeah. Farley, shove a tomato up your butt, call yourself the human salad, do whatever you sure. want. But my God, $300 plus for a gimp suit. And then how many times can you use it? Well, I think with the gimp suit is like because you can clean leather, but it's an investment. It's for your, it's you're thinking of your family, <laughs> and you get it all this in is, there. Henry Thomas, come in the room. This is gonna this gimp suit's gonna pay for your college. Yeah. Can you zip me, Henry Thomas? Can you zip me? <laughs> oh, I, I had to do that yesterday with Cena Gaznavi or uh, oh, yeah. Saturday at our party because my Care Bear is zipped in the back. My little yes. so does I told him he had one set of zippies because he kept he was like, "Will you zip me?" Every single time he was going to the bathroom because then he popped the seal and then he went to the bathroom like fifteen times. But then I was just like, "I can't keep unzipping you." Okay, where is my wife? Where is my? But so we uh, the gimp suit was like he'd stand right there, but he wore he was like wore an official one, right? Like he wore a yeah. hardcore one, and he was he just stand. And people got fr- afraid. And the sure. cops, their reaction is be like, it's not all he's doing a crime. It's not a crime. He's just creating a sense of inherent fear. It's inherent fear he's spreading. Which you're like, who gives a shit, number one? Yeah, well, welcome to America. For, yeah. First of all, fucking get with the program. When I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, also, he's fear. just standing there. He's just right. standing there. And yeah, he just looks weird. He looks creepy, sure. But the guy that they got, the reason why they got him is that he approached a teenager, right? right. This is where it gets it. So he uh, he approached uh, a teenager, and so the guy was not wearing the full gimp suit. It seemed that he was wearing some form of normal leotard, unitard type gear because he had then he had latex gloves on, and he had covered himself in some form of crud. Some sort of white mud, mud crud. Yes. Um, because the guy also say will say, because um, according to the police officer, his outfit was shiny with some sort of liquid and he was glistening in the torchlight and he smelled mm. really, he smelled really earthy. After he'd gone, you could still smell it. 
because you could tell that he was covered in mud. But you notice they didn't say he smelled like shit. No, he smelled very earthy. He smelled earthy. Absolutely. Like so many of these wonderful organic mothers all around Arizona. Now, I will say in this scenario, he wasn't just standing there. He did do something that our friend Holden McNeely might do and did do as a child. Um, So once he's talking to this 19 year old witness who, again, I don't know, man. I'd be like, dude, you're in a gimp suit. Just kind of crazy. I don't think crazy, I would be scared. Man. I'd be like, you're being crazy. Dude, you're just she a did. guy. I, I would laugh. I feel like in the end, when I if I was 19 years old and I saw a guy come out of the thing covered in mud and fall down on the ground, start twitching back and forth, I'd laugh. That's how you became friends with Holden McNeely, and that's how Murder Fist, your sketch group, started. Yes. So uh, he was, quote, unpredictable, flopping to the floor, <laughs> writhing and grunting. That's what he told. That's what the teenager told BBC News. I just love that he's un- the, the crime is that he's unpredictable. Unpredictable. Again, why is this a crime? How is this How a crime? How is this a crime? So the teenager then said the man took a step on the pavement arched his body and flopped to the ground without putting his hands out to it's catch himself. It's fun. It's Halloween. <laughs> I it's know. fun. It's just he's being creepy. Yeah. All right. But was he hard? Did he touch him? No. No. And again, I, I, I'm I, not, I, this would not be a case of victim blaming because I'm not sure what the crime is. I don't so know what then, the crime is. You can't, you just, how do we, how can we live our lives if just being creepy and weird? Is bad. Then the teenager, he tells BBC News, I don't want this guy to be seen as a boogeyman, but this kind of thing, this invisible threat that he what could be anywhere, about? it's indirectly causing fear. What? It is just a guy being know. stupid. He's just being stupid, man. You can't. It, it, ca- indirectly causing fear is what I do every day as I'm just walking and you're scared of me and I've done nothing wrong. You know what's actual? Crime. You know legalize what real? I seriously legalize being a gimp, a public <laughs> gimp. Rise from your grave. If there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, like Klingon or Elvish, it's never too late to start with Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons. You can finally cross learning that new language off your list. Learn how to talk to Superman's father. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. Bing, bam, boom. You can do it while you're cleaning your pants. You can start having real-life conversations in a little as three weeks. I mean, it's going to be weird waiting that long while they're sitting in front of you, but they'll learn. Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers, not these so-called computers. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Look at me. I'm perfect. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, excellent games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Meet the teachers. Be real nosy about it, all right? Because I'll let you know, I was just in Paris, France, and if it wasn't for Babbel, I wouldn't have learned incredible words like, sir, the shop is so small. I, please let me out, sir. Sir, can I use the toilet? Because what I've discovered with Babel is that if you just yell the word toilet loud enough, eventually they show you one, no matter what country you're in. Because right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash left. That's babble.com slash left for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. Hi, I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And I'm MJ. And I'm Holden from the Page 7 Podcast. And we're going on tour. That's right. We're touring all up in this mother-freaking country. I'm fake cursing someone ever, Jackie. Just say the filthy F word already. And we will say the filthy F word when we come to your town. That's right. We're coming to Texas, the Midwest, the Northeast, and then right back here in Cali, baby. For ticket links and more details, visit lastpodcastnetwork.com. That's right. Lastpodcastnetwork.com. Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut. Wait, that's really what we're calling the tour? Absolutely. Release the butthole cut. For more information, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? 
She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do, and the memories keep cycling, and I get emotional, and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy, and that is not sad. That is celebratory, so you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with our seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with your seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. You know what actually is, you know what causes fucking inherent fear and fucking an an air of invisible fear? The one thing I will say is the scientists found potential, a potentially hazardous asteroid. It's, I was hiding in the sun's glare. And so this is, that causes me inherent fear. Well, that's, that's very scary. But what are we going to do? We don't have asteroid gloves. We don't have, or handcuffs. There's also, was it dressed in a large leather asteroid gimp suit? No. Because that might change everything. Finally. According to the Somerset Police, no one has been physically harmed during any of these incidents, but we know that they have caused concern to the local community and they are determined to identify the individual or individuals responsible to stop them. I'm going to say this right now. They ain't doing nothing wrong. No. Do we want to live in a cookie cutter world? Do we want to live in Germantown, Wisconsin, which is a real town that made all the houses look like they were from Germany in the 1920s? Technically, that that sounds fun, but I like the Bavarian side of it, but not what all the Bavarian stuff led to. It's not even living in a Lego village. It's living in a play school village It's uh, or a Playmobile village. It's as generic as it gets. No one has any expression on their faces. I say more gimps, more fun. Have a good time with it. We've got to strengthen these kids up. 19-year-old, at the very least, 
I mean, you do have also, the right at this point also to like punch him in the head. Have fun with it. Be 19. I also now understand a little bit more about the UK and England in general to know that this was in the southern part of England, which is supposed to be like the modern part. It's supposed to be the part. Mm. It's not all country and weird and like and haunted like the Isle of Man in Yorkshire. Right. It's yeah. supposed to be like like with it, you know, it's like because in the end, wouldn't it be fun? Think about this. Instead of prosecuting these gimps, put them together and have them form a volunteer fire brigade. Absolutely. The gimp fire, like activate your gimps. Get all Absolutely. the gimps they together. They want to do something, obviously. They, why don't you say, hey, listen, if you're out wandering in neighborhoods at night, make sure nobody's robbing us. Absolutely. Be the neighborhood watch that would actually be effective because then people would see all the, the pack of gimps mm-hmm. walking around and they might think, so they might think twice about coming to your home because especially because to get through the gimp, you're going to have to spank each one, one by one. They think I'm in the shadows, but I am the shadows. I am the shadows. Although I will say in Kira Elston case, uh, it seems like, again, if there are freelance multiple gimps, some might be more dangerous than others. This is why well, it's very that's scary. That's everything, to man. There's fucking like the half the police officers are literal murderers. So, yeah, uh, a group of the fucking gimps might. Be but yeah, you know, but a collective, and then they're like, gonna know. they're gonna have to self-regulate because she says her experience was terrifying. She says she's got an image in her head of this dude walking towards her and he's staring. He's just staring there. He's just standing. Well, in this case, he was touching his groin, grunting and breathing heavily. Again, nothing that Holden hasn't done when he was a child in what North Carolina. Mean? But this is the thing, anyway. though. I'm not. I'm not gonna doubt this woman, but at the same time. What does she mean by holding crotch and grunting? Or did Gimp Man just have an itch? I mean, that's, we just he, that's why I'm going to be his lawyer. He I'm going gonna, gonna to represent him. I'm going to buy one of those wigs. I'm going to mm-hmm. go over there and I'm going to like, and I'm going to show up in a Gimp suit. So everyone can, I can normalize it for the court. Well, you could show up in your wingman suit, which is a fantastic suit that you have. Yeah. With the big old, uh, it's kind of My a Mothman type, your bat wings. But anyway, what will be interesting in this I think if you're the cops, you just got to sit them down and you almost got to sit them down in what looks to be like a nice 1983 living room and just be like, son, what's going on? Like, this is I don't know what the crime is and they have yet to tell us what the crime is. But I feel like if I was the father of my renegade gimp son, I would then, well, we have learned, Kissel, the power of elder millennials, right, bordering Mm -hmm. on Gen X. We take the things that they think is cool that the young kids are cool. Now I'm we doing start it. doing it. Now it's not so fun anymore. So once dad, so if dad finds out that the son is being a professional gimp and walking around, dad should get a gimp suit and say, mm-hmm. "No, son, we can be gimps together," and then see how it all goes. Be like, Absolutely. "Oh, you want to hear your father grunt as he gets spanked while he's encased in leather? This is your lifestyle, son. I'm trying to understand you. I'm trying to be with you." Yep, and your son will go and start. I don't know, becoming a doctor or a judge or whatever, yeah. a butcher, anything a butcher. other than a man dressed in a gimp suit who just hangs out in what seems to be uh, sparsely. Uh, it's just a town. Uh, it's just, just little a houses. Town with it's just not a nice lot of little places. And you go oh, there and you go get your eggs. They'll put them in the refrigerator there. They don't no. do it because they got different processes. Well, um, this is my question. This, uh, yes, go on. Do you rather, okay, this is the story that's just really more about a change in careers late in life. Uh, and tell me what you think is worse. There's a man by the name of Chris DeFlorio. He served, <laughs> I love this, exactly the, the perfect name, DeFlorio. He right. served in the NYPD for 19 years. Great. But he has retired, right? Hmm. Because now he's a demonologist. I is, love it. He has revealed some of these these terrifying encounters. He's been talking about this. He's, he's now what he does is he travels from town to town in a tour. You can go buy tickets to his show, Christoforio, demonologist, <laughs> and he will arrest the fucking ghosts <laughs> in your body. You know, I'm happy that this guy, number one, I guess you do get to retire after 19 years on the force. That's kind of why it's a good profession. Hopefully he didn't do too many horrific things. The NYPD has an interesting history. When it comes to ghosts, however, he might be able to use his powers of detection for good. He might. But the problem is 
You can't plant ghost evidence. You can't plant ghost crack on any ghost bodies. So it's going to make his job. This is probably, he's no doubt in my mind, actually, he's doing more legitimate detective work as a demonologist demonologist. than he did as an NYPD police officer. But you better be careful with these demonologists because there's a couple bad apples in there and you don't want it to turn to a dab as well. All demonologists mm-hmm. are bastards. It's a funny little joke. Now, DeFlorio, he says that you got to be careful, right? You got to be careful because he says, these ghosts, evil forces, they've attempted to physically hurt me many times. Oh. Once, one guy, would you even believe, he pushed me down a flight of stairs. I I injured my hamstring. Right? Oh, would my goodness. And then another instance, he said a spirit tried to run him off the road when he was driving. I think that spirit's first name was Jack. And his last name <laughs> was Daniel. Oh, my goodness. Well, a childhood friend of a homeowner whose home oh, is dude, haunted his, has no, said yeah. that there's a lot of poltergeist activity where, where this man his did name an investigation. Correctly. You say his name is correctly. That is 43-year-old communication specialist Sean Douche. <laughs> this is not even, that is not a bit. He's Douche, but you know he goes by Ducey. It's Deuce. It it's is the big Deuce man. Sean Douche. He told the newspaper, you're right, so... There were a lot of weird things happening in my house. There's some kind of poltergeist activity. That paranormal activity movie, it wouldn't shut off. Maybe because I couldn't <laughs> figure out the Apple TV. But there was a lot of weird things happening. The security system that went on and off. Objects were flying. My friend, he was embarrassed by this. It wasn't something <laughs> he would talk about. He didn't want anybody to think he was crazy. Right? I do then, love, this is the most Italian response to a haunting. It's just embarrassment. What is this going to do to the family? What is this going like to do to the family? It's like, this is not, your, it's not, in, it's not <laughs> embarrassing. Not the, you're not it's the okay. Sopranos. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fine. They're not coming for you. Like, the, it doesn't, the, the Lucianos don't, the Lucianos are going to know we're weak. They're going to come. <laughs> there's going to be a war. Be like, no, there's not going to be a mother. You just really guy. isn't about just your guy. petty Italian uh, feuds that you have all over the neighborhood where all of everyone from the outside thinks are all the same anyway. So stop fighting. This is great. Sean recounts another terrifying episode on the road. He would never forget. We were on a two lane highway and my friend, he started driving <laughs> erratic, right? We were going to drive either driving in traffic or off the road. And I asked him, what's happening? What are you doing? <laughs> my friend says, there's something in me that is trying to kill us. Then I started yelling, you stop the car. Stop the car. I'll drive. I'll drive. <laughs> I don't know if it was the devil, but it was some spirit. I saw my friends. His personality changed and made him want to try to drive us up the road. I don't know what it was. It was edibles, my friend, because <laughs> I have been in the back of a cab when the edibles hit. And I'm like, I'm going to roll out of here. I think this guy's trying to kill me. The They are just the funnest little drunks. Oh, God. And I John think Deuce. that that's... He said he went back to his buddy's place, right? Or his buddy's place who was haunted. This is where he's talking about his friend's place who's haunted. And he said, look, this is the thing. It's like, oh, okay, I went in the house. And upstairs, I heard there was a guitar playing, right? And it was singing <laughs> as I was resting. Or I was trying to rest in my room. And then I was like, I started realizing I heard multiple voices singing. I said, hey, and I yelled up. I yelled up. I was like, what is happening with you? What is going on? And my friend, he turns to me and he says, I just picked up this guitar. And said, I know it sounds weird, but I feel like someone is moving my hand when I play this song. I'm, <laughs> I'm learning new songs. I don't even know how to play. Now, I told my friend, we were talking about it in the morning, and then I was going to bed. I was freaking out. I didn't sleep the entire night. I had Christian music playing the whole time just to calm down. <laughs> what is happening? His friend was just learning guitar, and he didn't realize that his brain was learning. He's like, something's going on. Something's not right. I feel like I'm learning. I love, anyway, these, well, I love I, these characters. There's just all such tremendous news. Italian, Italian Amityville needs to happen. This cop turned demonologist. He will have a movie uh, where he is the um, there will be an actor playing him. And judging by the look of him, it's going to be a Whoa. great day for Italian casting in Hollywood. Dude, holy fucking shit. Chris DeFlorio, cop demonologist. He says he doesn't even do the exorcisms. Well, who he does says, it then? He outsources them. This is the so most Italian. This, this that's wow. Cannot, this is the most New York shit. And he said that his buddy from Maine, right? He said he was through a mutual friend, a mutual connection. He said, and his his buddy from Maine was like, "Oh, I think I'm possessed." 
right? And DeFlorio <laughs> was just like, okay, he was he was demonomically he was demonomically possessed or whatever, right? <laughs> the demon's demon inhabitant. This is word for word. My thing is, I don't do exorcisms. I call on exorcists when I need them. And this turned into a case of demonic possession before our eyes. Unintentionally, he brought the demonic spirit in until someone came in and he, and they burned the tarot cards. Because apparently the guy came in and he burned tarot cards saying that he was being inhabited by this demon that was making him do it. Absolutely. And of course, that was perhaps what led to the demon attaching itself to a wonderful Victorian style home. I have to say one thing about demons. Great taste in homes. Man, I yes. believe that we were at a Victorian-style home this past weekend at one of the parties we went to. And, yes. oh, my God, do I love a good Victorian. Very nice. I just, anyway, my favorite. That's my favorite. Uh, so there you go. If you're currently incarcerated right now and your arresting officer was Chris DeFlorio, how dumb do you feel? I mean, this um, whole thing literally blames, and the main story, it blamed on the guy said he bought a cursed desk. <laughs> and he opened up the desk and had a tarot cards in it. And then the tarot cards like put a demon in him through the thing. And then he calls up his buddy, Chris DeFlorio. is just like, hey, don't worry. I got a guy. And then it's like, that's all he does. He's just a guy who's got a guy. Uh, well, that, of course, is the DeFlorio way. Well, speaking of, um, well, really no non sequitur here. This story is actually horrifying. Being buried alive. Oh, this dude, is one dude, of the things I, that I have. I had a nightmare about a year ago about being buried alive, and I still wake up in sweats. It scares the shit out of me. I just watched VHS ninety nine. Oh, and so there good. is a. It's fucking real good. But yeah. there was a. Uh, there's one of those in that. Like there's a scenario which just scares the living shit out of me. It fucking it really creeped me out. It was really great. There was a Washington uh, state woman. She was allegedly buried alive in the woods. By her estranged husband. Yeah, estranged would be the right word. Estranged would be the word, yeah. So she ended up escaping at 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, she says, my husband is trying to kill me. She screamed. Uh, that was according to court documents. She had duct tape still wrapped around her neck, lower face, and ankles. There was extensive bruising to her legs, arms, and head. Yes. And her clothing and her hair were covered in dirt. Jesus Christ. You really have Woo. to be careful, number one, who you marry. That's a big thing. And also, Ugh. you got to keep digging because this woman managed to dig herself out. Her husband, Che Kyung Ann, is now facing a slew of charges because they're they're coming for him. First degree attempted murder, first degree yeah. kidnapping, first degree assault. And they and then also they give him an A for grave digging, well, which is kind of really, that's not like at least they showed it. Um, but he he drugged her. Oh. Um, apparently they were in the middle of a divorce, right? Uh, the, there was a police in Lacey. It was about 60 miles west of Seattle. They responded Sunday afternoon to this woman's home after receiving a 911 call of a woman screaming who sounded gagged, right? So he, he drugged her food. And this is, I guess, after they had to get it turned into a long extended argument about their ongoing divorce and the money settlement and shit like that. And he said that he drugged her. He then d duct taped her head, her eyes and the ankles and then, um, but I guess the 911 call came from her Apple Watch. Oh, interesting. Okay, Apple she Watch. This to do needs it, to be like, a... Uh, it's a commercial. He also stabbed her in the chest. I know Apple Watch does have some commercials where the person will be like, I failed, I slipped, I can't. Okay, thank you, Apple Watch. This will be one that they could run during the Halloween season. Yes. And, do you remember uh, the, the emergency? Like, like, I fell and I can't get up. They could not get up. I do remember that. And that was life alert. I do. Um, so, I kind of want one now. It'd be kind of cool to just call the cops anytime you want. That's what yes. you got to do if you're in a rough neighborhood. Wear a life alert, like little necklace, and then you can get the cops to show up looking split. Absolutely. I'm not sure if it still works or not. But mm. uh, heavy. So once she was buried and put in the ground, a heavy tree was put on top of her. Uh, after being put into the ground, she could hear her husband walking around the hole. And uh, she could still hear in there? dirt still in there, and she could hear dirt being put on top of her. Anyway, but thank you God have to she's be alive. About this. They How found horrible. her. It's kind of crazy that they found her. I can't believe. And then, like she, God, she just like Oof. she said that she squirmed around while she was in the hole and managed to free her face enough to breathe. And then, like she, she just did it. She just wiggled and wiggled and wiggled. Which is and what I've said, said time and time again. That is how you get out of these scenarios is that you got to be like a croc, dude. You got to be like a wet ass anaconda, man. You could like keep snapping, snap that butt, yeah. snap them legs, kick and scream and bite. I've seen a couple of YouTube videos about how to escape handcuffs. And then uh, whenever you are handcuffed, you're like, well, what was that video all about again? Dude, you flex the whole thing. It's the Harry, uh, Harry Houdini trick. You yep. flex. 
You flex mm-hmm. so that it, your your wrists are bigger when they're in there, and then you relax. I think the cops know that now, and they punch you in the stomach real fast, and then when you're relaxed, they yeah. yeah well, you. now they do the zip ties, which is extremely difficult to get out. It is, but anyway, according to her, she said that she uh, she says that he told her he would rather kill her than give her his retirement money. So he'll Damn. enjoy a great retirement. Uh, behind bars. Thank God that she got out. How insane. Do you think she gets the money either way? I think that she deserves something. Yeah. At this point. Yes. Because of like, the buried alive thing. But do you think that that happens? Like when you go in, like in the, dif- I imagine now like they'll, they'll get divorced. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I think now they're going to, they're going to go through with it. It wasn't like one of those weekends where they refound love. It's not the parent <laughs> trap where they wanted to get back together and the kids really helped. No, I think the divorce is more than final at this point. I don't even think they have to go through the paperwork. You know, do you, it's yeah, one of those do you just things. get like if someone does that, like, do you still have to go? That's your side stories lpotl at gmail.com. If you're a lawyer, if you're a divorce lawyer that's ever dealt with this, if you're in the middle of the divorce and your the your spouse tries to kill you but doesn't get you, right? Like yeah. doesn't get you, can you get the marriage annulled and like have and not have to go through the processes? I don't think you want it annulled though, because again, then I don't think you get the money. So she deserves this retirement to to, money. But do you still have to go to court after the dude has buried you in a shallow grave? Well, yes. Like, do you still have know. to go through all of that stuff? Well, the people that I know that are divorce lawyers, my God, it's a tough, it's a tough job. Believe it or not, it's not everyone acting their best. No, every, it is very difficult. Nobody likes it, except for the people well, getting paid for it. Live from your grave. Hey there, podcast listener. Have you ever been listening to Wizard and the Bruiser and thought to yourself, I wish I could see just how fat Jake and Holden are in real life? Don't lie. We know all about your weird inside thoughts, listeners. Well, now you can make that dream a reality because Wizbrew and Page Seven are going on tour. Austin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Chicago, Minneapolis, D.C., Philly, Brooklyn, San Francisco, L.A. Nowhere is safe from an all-new show we're calling Release the Butthole Cut. Ew. Come join your fellow LPN fans for a night of pop culture chaos that's fun for the whole family, assuming your family consists of equally broken weirdos in their 30s. It's going to be a blast. Tickets are on sale right now at lastpodcastnetwork.com. Go, go now. There's VIP meet and greet passes available as well in case you want to get, you know, a little extra close, uh, especially personal. I legally have to clarify that there is no sexual element involved. I mean, unless, you know. Okay, cheese chick. All right, stop winking. All right, buddy. It's page seven and Wizard and the Bruiser live. Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com for dates and tickets. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil. 
crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Speaking of divorces, let's talk about marriage. This was a love story between two beautiful dolls and a man, but also it involves a crime. And I must ask, what's the crime here? A man was arrested for marrying two sex dolls in a bizarre wedding at the holiest Buddhist site. So his well, name so is Zarni he married, he married two dolls to each other. Two dolls to yeah. one another. Okay. So um, apparently he was a cult leader and he has seven others. Um, so the cult leader was with seven others when security guards stopped them with the strange mail order figures. Why? They then set up a marquee into the compound's parking lot instead to perform the ritual. Why, I, though? I don't know. The Burmese Ministry of Religious Affairs and Culture officials said in a statement, we have filed a case against Zarni Ong and the group for defamation of the Buddhist religion. I feel uh, like they kind of need to leave this guy alone yeah both i don't dolls, know both dolls were reportedly brought from china and stood five foot five tall five inches five feet tall with big breasts brown hair brown eyes big breasts and, i like how they put that in immediately uh-huh and <laughs> made up big, of evo skeleton so i don't know what the crime is um, i don't know but anyway apparently you can't we're out of step people. i feel like you and i in a way are are men out of time because I think of these things and I just like, what could it possibly, who could this possibly affect the gimp guy? Who could that yeah. possibly fuck with? Like, in my mind, isn't that the sign of freedom that you could do these things? Like, yes, I guess it must fuck with their, like, religious beliefs. Like, that's what they're saying. But I don't know. I guess you can be arrested for it there. But still, like, it's just two dolls. It's like, meanwhile, like, can they get all get married to a nine-year-old girl and fill the nine-year-old with child? Is it one of those where it's like you can marry a child all day as long as it's married, you can fuck it, right? Well, Is that I what would, they're talking I about? Would be a, that, I think that that would be quite bad. Um, so in June, a tourist climbed a sacred tree on the Paradise Isle of Bali and was fined in order to pray for forgiveness. So it just seems like they have a really spiritual version of law enforcement. Uh, and one of the punishments is that you have to pray for forgiveness, which I guess is actually nicer 
than what we do here, I suppose. Well, then jail, I guess, but still, like, because then you have to internalize it. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? But, like, then you have to be like, now thank me for punishing you. And it's like, I hate you, though, but I hate I, you. They're just really strict over there. Local police said that uh, the dude that was in the tree wasn't aware it was considered sacred to all the islanders. And he's, he claimed that he climbed the tree to make uh, personal online content in line with his hobby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Arrest him. But like, fuck so, that. Yeah, honestly, now I'm coming around to the other side. Yeah, arrest that guy. Well, You're making TikToks. Like, you should be arrested if you not, climb on a sacred tree. Yeah, I get, it seems like it's not the uh, fact that they married two sex dolls. It's because they did it on this site oh, that's apparently too that's good but for it sex seems, dolls to find love on. I it know. does seem that that's why they were doing it there. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, like it religion, seems like that. That's what they. That's what they try to do. So they. Your religion has to be, to be strong enough to be able to handle that. Seriously, if you're if your god can't handle two dolls getting married to each other, how the fuck is it going to deal with all the wars? There's a lot of other stuff out there. A lot, a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, or maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this maybe. whole fucking world's gone mad, Kissel, and maybe it's just you and I that are the last sane men left. What if that's true? It's just you and me on an island fucking mm-hmm. each other. Oh, yes. Now, you never, we couldn't figure out how to make the food. And so we just have to fucking fuck until we died. Oh, I could make some food. I'll make some conch. You, honestly, conch is very difficult because it's very easy to dry out. And the shells are very big. That's a toss-up question. A man with a micro penis or a man with a penis that looks like a conch that can never fully get aroused. Who do you want more? Conch. All right. Because I feel like the, the micro penis also... Sometimes it hurts your attitude. It really, it honestly. You can really know, put a cramp in your style. I know I, the the few micro penis fellas that I know, they did fall into some yeah, interesting traps. Yeah, they, well, get just, they, they do get ornery and it's, uh, they tend to go down some. They, they watch a lot of videos on what it means to be a man. Side stories, LPOTL no, at gmail.com. Okay. If you have a micro penis, I, we, we cherish you here. Absolutely. Also, you got a tongue. You got you got ten fingers. Even yeah, if, learn even how if to you use have two it. fingers. Use your feet. Not to mention you know all these toys out there Lick nowadays. Lick the fucking asshole. There's so many toys. Yeah, penis on his sleeve. Yeah. What are you doing? You fucking. I'm almost, you're, I'm almost jealous of a man with a micro because you're going to attach anything to it, and you're going to have a whole series of different sizes. Oh well. Which isn't that uh, isn't that fun? I'm glad we got to here. Absolutely. All right. Is it time for hero of the week? I think so. Okay, this week's Hero of the Week, it's uh, it's horrible uh, what they're doing to this man. So uh, there's a groundkeeper, and he works at the White House. Did I do this already? His I don't know. Is Dale Haney. And so he's this is at the, he's at, he's the, at White the White House. House. He's been the groundkeeper for 50 fucking years, right? And do you know what they gave him? What? A tree. So now, so he's Hero of the Week, but I, I just feel like also, so a 50-year White House groundkeeper is surprised with an elm tree. Uh, well, it was planted, I mean, in, his, it was planted like, in his honor, but uh, that's it was work. like my fucking I used to have a very like, you know, like a big time agent. And their big thing was that, like, you know, instead of sending gifts, right, they'd always send like, and so we've donated in your name mm-hmm. to blah, blah, blah. And I almost want to be like, send me a gift. You know, I'll I'll do it. Like you got a money. You got the money to buy me a crazy gift. I've made you money all year. Mm-hmm. Why don't you buy me something like fun? Instead so, of this, like, letter, like, I get you gave it to the the kids with fucking backwards knees fucking foundation or whatever. That's fine. That does matter, of course. But, but still, anyway, like, give this man a gift. You know, like, yeah. I know the tree's good, but technically, he's got to go water the tree. He's got to take care of the tree, exactly. It's like giving somebody a dog and then breaking up with them. So, Jill and Joe Biden, they were out there. Nothing else is going on. So, they were out he there. He doesn't know. He they, doesn't even know that he did this, right? <laughs> he doesn't know. what well, he went out there and it's like, he's talking to the tree, just being like, I hope I secure your vote. Like, he has no idea what what happened. Well, he, maybe he was I just do, out in the back digging and they're like, well, let's swing this into a photo op. Let's put a tree there and pretend like old it. Uncle Joe doesn't just go digging in the backyard, which actually, if you were a president, why not? Have fun with it. It's your lawn. I'd, go in, your the front lawn. Lawn. I'd go in the front lawn every single All day of the White House in long. my underwear. Oh, I'd have yeah, my little dude. thing and be like, you're looking at me. Oh, this is my house. I'm looking at you. This is my fucking house. I would absolutely... I would absolutely all day sit in a fucking folding chair out mm. front heckling people. Absolutely. I'd just be like, you're dumb. Looking fat. 
You know, like having fun, like just enjoy myself. I mean, a man of the people indeed. So anyway, and people would come and high five me because they were like, I just got roasted by you fucking got President Zbot. There you go. Uh, Jill Biden described Haney as one of the most beloved people here again. So they gave him a, a tree for him. to So work we on, so. gave him a very skinny little man. And yeah. I hope that he can. I hope he can talk to the skinny man because when I tried to, that little man wouldn't answer me. Yes, Who answered me? The cool and, pop. Come on. And to give a little self-worth here on Haney, he says, Haney told the president that the elm tree will eventually provide shade. So, quote, Commander and I can sit out there this summer. 50 so years from that, now, Joe, Joe Biden's going to be long dead before that well, thing's making they shade. They say it's going to be 200 years the elm tree will live. Two, well, that's cool. Still. It's the Haney tree. It's not, but the thing is, is that it'd be nice if it was like making fruit or something that he could pick and then he could sell. Yeah. They also do the shovel. The, they use gold shovels, which I always think is stupid. Gold um, but is anyway, very valuable money. Well, um, you know what? It, well, good for this guy. Dale Haney. There you go. Really and, good for um, this guy. Absolutely. There's also a bunch. There's a dad who had a really great Halloween costume as well. Um, and that was all, that was Kieran King. who had a, He decorated his house real good. Perfect. It was cool. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's do some listener emails. It's an email. From one of the precious listeners. And I say thank you. Thank you, listeners. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Come, 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 come. This is about UFOs. I was hanging out at my friend's house about 10 years ago. It was a typical night over at her house, which means we're sucking fucking <laughs> 100. We were drinking SoCo and setting oh, each other on fire. No, no that's not SoCo. My that's goodness. not what he said. Too sweet. Too sweet. Put in there. We had a fire going in her spacious backyard with a field of corn to the back of us. Her mother was hanging out with us, which was nice because she was actually one of the cooler parents I'd ever met. However, she had a severe case of lupus and she was rarely able to go into the sun because it would trigger an immune response. Right. Um, So at night was the only time she could come outside and hang with us. So because, wow. So she was the real Batman. Yeah, she is cool, mom. I mean, she's kind of forced to be night mom. Yes. Night mom. Now, we were all sitting around the fire doing typical things teenagers and parents who get a kick out of scaring their kids like to do, sharing scary stories. So I was a little spooked when the second or third round of stories came. So when my friend's mom talked about seeing stuff in the sky, I was ready to leave because she had that lupus. Oh, she told us that she had seen things in the sky at night. and She was positive it was a UFO. Now, I had the chills, but did not believe her. But what happened next changed that. No sooner did she say that. And I'm not kidding. It was within 30 seconds. My friend's mother points and goes, look, on the horizon over the cornfield, you could see a bright white light. She told us to go into the house. My friend's heavy footsteps could be heard as she sprinted inside. Now, I was frozen in place until my friend's mother grabbed me by my collar and said, Mm. get the fuck in the house. There was no objection at this point. We made it to the house just in time as this thing comes up to the house in seconds. Through a window, we saw this thing come to a dead stop from a great speed. It reminded me of the way ships jump out of light speed in sci-fi shows. Hmm. The thing just hovered over the backyard for what felt like hours. Unfortunately, I couldn't make out any shapes or anything due to how bright this light was. The thing that is extremely peculiar about all of this is that the windows to my friend's house were covered in a silver mylar type film to keep sunlight out due to my friend's mom having lupus. Oh my goodness. Now this light though, it was so bright. It shined through the protective film. I remember very specifically looking at my friend and her face being lit up. Like you were shining a flashlight on her. Then the craft shot off like a bullet and was gone. Now this story is one that I worry people will question. So as I stated previously, I don't tell people about it. The fear of being dismissed because I was a teenager when it happened or being seen as just a loon is enough to keep the story under wraps. However, I felt I know that this isn't my imagination or some teenager who got wrapped up in the spooky stories because my friend's mom also saw it. Hmm. She saw it and was so scared she made me stay the night, which wasn't allowed because I was a boy and boys couldn't have sleepovers with girls because she knew what she saw. Absolutely. The last bit of evidence I needed was given to me the next day. My friend and I were up all night in her couch, huddled together in fear. The morning came and we were still awake when her mother came out of her room. Her face, neck, and chest were all so red, she looked like she had had severe sunburn. She had some inflammation, immune response, and it clicked in my head that this was from the light shining through the window because of her lupus. No way. Oh, yeah. The light was so bright, it triggered her lupus through the film. 
on the windows. That's Holy creepy. Shit. Yeah, well, that's kind of cre- that's interesting, right? Absolutely. That's it. No one knows what it was. They, they didn't know what it was. They couldn't really see the shape of it because it was far too bright. All mysterious. right. Well, I hope everyone had a great Halloween. Me too. Hope everyone saw a ghost or a demon. If you were in a shallow grave, or you I hope made you got a couple. Out. I hope you made some. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, because live your life every day trying to make sure that you. It's not about victim blaming, but try to be a person someone wouldn't want to bury in a shallow grave. Cover yourself you in know, soot or, be or human unable feces. unable to be. I want you to love life out loud. Love out loud. Because if people yeah. see that you're too loud to be buried, it might be difficult. Be act, all right, you're, you might be an introvert, but guess what? Introverts, real easy to fucking hit in the head with a shovel, throw in a shallow grave, because it gets so quiet. Well, I think the introverts are the ones that do that. But, and they're the ones they're perpetrating plotting. it. But the thing is, is that the introverts, because they don't talk and they just sit there judging, a lot of times people think that they, oh, you know, they don't even understand that they're gone. All of a sudden they're in a shallow grave. Be louder. This is what mm. it really is about. It's about announcing your presence. Laugh loudly. Ha ha ha. Oh, like laugh big laughs. <laughs> yeah. Because it is very difficult because you see that person is exuberant, full of life. Absolutely. It's going to take a couple of swings of the shovel for me to take them down. It's going to take a lot of Tylenol PM mm. for me to knock this person out because the whole time they're going to be like, I'm sleepy. Absolutely. Anybody else sleepy? And then you find out that it gets leaked. That's the thing. So act like an extrovert for camouflage, but be the introvert inside of you until you know you for a fact you're out of a scenario where you could be buried alive. Fantastic. That's right. right. Dom DeLuise, Judy Tenuta, never kidnapped. Both Judy Tenuta, both dead though now. Unfortunately, both love dead. Judy Tenuta. I love Dom DeLuise. She just, she just, yeah, Judy Tenuta just died. It's really sad actually. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magusalations, everybody. Well, me, I'll see you out there. I'll see you out there. <laughs> oh, not, a, not in that one of those suits, I hope. No, it's my, this is my outfit. This is my outside outfit. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.